Hi everyone, welcome back to From Sketch to Success, the podcast on monetizing your creativity through design. My name is Claire and I'm a UI UX designer, graphic designer, and marketing designer from Vancouver, BC. Today I'm going to be teaching you guys how to set up client boundaries. I really believe that this is one of the most missed, but one of the most crucial aspects to becoming a successful designer. When building a business or even a steady client base, you generally start this process of growth through referrals. Now, what does client boundaries have to do with getting referrals? I find a lot of good client relationships go south when boundaries start to get crossed, thus making a muddy, intense relationship with your client. I really believe the key to a successful project lies within your designer to client relationship. No matter how good of a designer you are, how perfect your work is, or how nice your client is, if you don't have a good, safe working relationship, the project will fail no matter what. And by fail, I mean you or your client leave feeling defeated, sad, or upset. Even if the project was completed and paid in full, that doesn't equal success. So what boundaries do we set? What is the sweet spot that benefits both me as a designer and my client? This is honestly really up to you and what you're comfortable with, but there's a few things that I've learned over time that really guarantee a happy, healthy working relationship with my clients. The first way I personally set boundaries is I won't reply to an email or take a phone call past 6 p.m. or on Sundays. I make sure I give myself one day a week that I'm not on the clock and not available. This doesn't mean I'm not going to work. I will always work if I have a deadline to meet or if I have time off and I generally still work on Sundays regardless. But I do this so that my client doesn't think that um, I'm available every second of every day. Even though freelancing is very flexible, you can work from anywhere you want at any time that you want, I think it's still very important that you set yourself on regular office hours. So I learned this the hard way when I got my first freelance job after graduating from the Art Institute. If you've listened to my previous podcast, you'll know I've mentioned this client before. I met him at a hookah lounge the night I graduated. Um, And he turned into a client from hell, which I'm happy to do a story time for um, in a a later podcast. Anyways, I'd be working on this project in my free time. So sometimes that would be really late at night and at the end of the day. um, I would work on the files and then obviously send them over for revisions and feedback and all of that fun stuff. And so since I was working on this really late at night, I would send it right away. So it'd be like 11 p.m. and instantly the client would call me um, and give me his feedback. Sometimes these revisions were very quick. They would literally only take five minutes and they're very, very small. But he wanted me to do them right away and then send it again. And it would be like 11 p.m. at night. I really wanted to go to bed because I didn't want to be up that late anyways, but I felt the need to please my client, so I did it anyways. So I didn't really see this as too much of a problem right away, but now looking back, I realize I made a huge mistake in picking up the phone when he called. 11pm is a ridiculous time to call anyone, especially someone who isn't a friend or family, and by doing this even just once, I gave my client the power to call me anytime he pleased. It took away the equality of our working relationship. 
Something a lot of people don't seem to understand is that hiring a designer isn't hiring an employee. We aren't there to just produce what you want. We are here to design what you need. By allowing my client to have this power over me, he didn't respect me the way I needed to be respected and he didn't value me and my work the way I needed to be valued. So he would call me anytime he pleased and these would be at the most inconvenient hours of the day. Always at dinner time, always late at night, always late at night on a weekend. He would start to get really upset if I didn't um, send files right away or was available to do revisions right away. Um, He even said to me, I'm paying you, so you need to be making this a priority. He honestly felt like I needed to be at his like beck and call 24-7. On a side note, no client ever owns you to that degree, no matter how much money they're paying you. Um, No amount of money is worth being that readily available to somebody. That is so, so unhealthy. And especially when these projects are only worth a few hundred dollars, um, really make sure that you have your firm boundaries because it is not worth the money you're being paid. So I realized I, I needed to start creating some boundaries. So I stopped taking his calls when I was busy and I stopped taking his calls after I think I said 8 or 9 p.m. I wanted like a good hour at least to myself at the end of each day. Um, he actually started calling me from multiple different phone numbers if I didn't pick up his call, um, thinking that like I would just avoid him because he was a contact in my phone, and if some random number called me, I would probably pick up. But when somebody's calling you that frequently, you kind of know it's them, so I never picked up. But this is how I figured out I needed to start setting normal office hours. So how do we set phone call boundaries? Um, There are a few different ways you can implement this and they range in effectiveness and cost. The first way is that you just don't pick up the phone. Like I said, you could be working on the project at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night and if they call you, I can see why you don't see a problem in answering the call. You're available, they're available, you're working, they need to talk to you, but I still wouldn't pick up the phone. Remember, the value of a safe relationship is worth a lot more in the moment as well as in the future than just picking up that call instantly. Technology has made it so that we expect instant gratification for anything and everything, including getting a hold of someone. People get upset if you take too long to answer a text message. If you're like me, you feel the need to please right away. You get anxious and you feel compelled to answer right away. A simple practice would be to set a timer when you receive a text or an email or a missed call. Um, I would do a minimum one hour on text messages, also for emails, maybe even a bit longer for emails, and um, I would do a good couple hours when it comes to a phone call. If, you know, if they're calling after um, 8 p.m., you know, you could call them back in the morning. Um, setting a timer is a great way to allow your brain to not stress over it. Um, you know, once the timer goes off, you're not going to forget because it's there to remind you and you have that time to now focus your energy to the work you're actually doing. So that's the first way I would go about setting these boundaries. So if you find that this is a little hard for you to do, just the act of seeing a text or an email come in makes you a little anxious. I like to put my phone on do not disturb. I have an iPhone so I can mute um, text messages from a specific person, I can mute phone calls from a specific person, or I can um, mute all notifications on my phone altogether. 
You can even schedule this so it's completely automatic so you can implement your office hours without even having to remember to do it on a daily basis. Your phone can do this. Um, I find that this is very effective just for your own mental well-being. Personally, the second I see a text come in or um, an email come in, I feel so compelled to answer. And the timer thing um, is effective in making me wait, but it doesn't give me much mental space. Um, by giving myself the space and not even seeing when it comes in, I can guarantee that I'm not going to be tempted to bend over backwards for these clients and, and cross those boundaries myself. So the last way to set phone call boundaries with your client, which I think would be the most effective way, but it does cost a little bit of money, is to get a second phone. I know this sounds a little expensive and a little extreme, but it's actually more affordable than you would expect. I know a lot of us have spare phones lying around because, you know, once our contract ends, we always get the newest phone. Um, so instead of selling the phone, giving it away, or just leaving it in your drawer, you can use it. Um, now, you don't even need to put it on a monthly plan. Um, because you own that phone, you're not paying it off to your provider. Um, you don't have to go on a monthly plan. You can buy minutes and text messages at a certain amount. And once that amount is done, you just buy it again. So this could be cheaper than even $15 a month. So it's very, very cost effective. And I think this is a really good way if you freelance full time, I would really invest in this small little um, tool, I guess. This allows you to fully separate your work life from your personal life. Your clients don't have your personal phone number. Um, so you never have to worry about seeing those texts or emails come in. You can leave that phone at home when you go out on, um, you know, dinner plans or shopping or errands. You can also turn it off on weekends. Um, so this is a really good way to just fully separate your work life from your personal life and you're guaranteed to not have issues crossing those boundaries. Sending emails is another place we need to keep our boundaries and I think that this is one of the most overlooked areas. Going back to that client from hell, there was a flaw before I even noticed the phone call issue. I was sending my email so late and he knew I was up, available and willing to work, which is why he kept calling me. I think it's crucial to not make a habit of late night emails. Send emails when you want your clients to communicate with you. Humans are creatures of habit and patterns and we subconsciously pick up on these things without even knowing it. Your clients will start to notice the days and times that you answer and that's when they'll start contacting you. You can literally create your dream client when, you, when it comes to communication just by sticking to your rules and being consistent. I know when I email my old instructor for advice, he always replies after 10 p.m. I know that certain clients answer around 3 p.m. So if I can notice these things about my clients, my clients will notice these things about me. So how do we implement this? What if I'm the type of person to forget to send an email if I don't do it right away? What if I'm the type of person that gets anxious and stresses over it and is consumed by it until I send it? There are ways around this. If you truly cannot wait to send an email, I would write up the email, attach all the necessary files, and then leave it in your drafts. Then you can set a calendar reminder or an alarm on your phone, and when that time comes, all you have to do is click send. So you don't even have to be at home or available to put together the email. You've already done that work in your free time, and then 
you send it at an appropriate time to communicate. So how do I implement this? What if I'm the type of person to forget to send the email if I don't send it right away? What if I'm the type of person that gets anxious and stresses over it until I send it? There are ways around this. If you truly cannot wait to send the email, I would write the email, attach all the files, and then leave it in your drafts. You can set a calendar reminder or an alarm on your phone, and then once that reminder goes off, all you have to do is go into your email client and click send. You don't even have to be at home. You can be in the middle of a workday because it only takes two seconds to do that. But now you can send it at an appropriate time for communication. There are also other softwares and tools that you can actually schedule these emails so you don't even have to go in and just go into your drafts to send it. But that's how I would go around it. Lastly, the cliche. Do not mix friends with business. This goes both ways. I generally do not do work with friends, especially for free, because this is the quickest way to ruin a friendship. Either they don't have a large budget or they have no budget. They expect favors, like endless revisions. You know, they're going to call you or text you anytime they want. The list goes on. But this means don't allow your clients to become your friends either. And I know this sounds harsh, but I think it's very important. You don't want to allow your client to become your friend because one, it's going to give you all the same problems as if they were your friend to begin with. They expect more favors, they may want a discounted rate, they're going to reach you outside of office hours. No matter how hard you try to implement this, it's going to change the way they see you, therefore it's going to change the way they work with you. I also think that this is dangerous because it's going to start to add emotions. If you learn about their personal life, you may start to make decisions differently. Decisions that aren't in the best interest of the project or for either of your guys' business, but rather what you would feel is best for them personally. And this can happen on a very subconscious level. For me, I have a very hard time billing my clients. I don't know why, it's just something I have a very hard time doing. I feel bad for putting a fair price on my work. I always give discounts and I avoid the day I need to send the invoice like it's a plague. It just makes me so uncomfortable. So if I start to get close with a client and I hear about their personal struggles, it creates this internal conflict for me. I feel even worse for billing them and I already have this struggle to begin with. This is going to damage our relationship because deep down I'm not happy that because I'm not getting paid a fair amount, but I also feel bad for them. So since I'm an unhappy designer, this will lead to an unhappy client. This even goes the other way if you hear about how amazing their life is. This makes you want to work extra hard to impress somebody so amazing. You don't need to skew your view of your client no matter which way it goes. I think it's crucial to keep your clients strictly as clients. So to avoid letting this slip, don't add them on social media, don't talk about your personal life, or keep it very surface level without very many details if you have to. Don't even have your meetings in casual settings. You know, a meeting for coffee is great or, you know, go to a public place or if you have an office, that's fine. But don't invite them to your home. Don't go to their home. Um, Don't make plans to go to the beach with them. Invite them to your birthday or go to theirs. This is a business relationship and it needs to stay that way. So do I tell my clients that this is how it's going to be or do I just do these things and then hope for the best? This is entirely up to you and how you would like to do this. Um, Both are extremely effective. 
Personally, I don't lay out all my rules and boundaries. I simply just implement them and my clients will pick up on that really, really fast. And I generally don't have any issues with this. Trust me when I say if you respect yourself, your client will hold that same respect for you. Remember that this is your career and that it's important and you want to excel. So if that's the case, you want to make sure you have strong boundaries that are safe and fair. Your clients are more likely to recommend you based on their experience, not on the outcome of your work. People are emotional beings. We remember how we felt in an experience. So if things get messy, it's going to be a loss because you won't get that recommendation or referral from your client to their friends. So just keep that in mind to keep the experience as safe and happy and healthy as possible because that will be one of your biggest contributors to help you grow your client base or your business. Good luck, you guys. I hope that this helped you and I'll talk to you guys next week.